Okay. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to OK Podcast, the first ever J Fashion News podcast. I'm Hayden. I'm Kamala, and yeah, we're claiming it. <laughs> first J Fashion Podcast. Yeah, doing it. It's That's ours. what's up. <laughs> For today's show, we'll be talking about a lot of interesting and new topics, as well as some uh, a new special guest to talk about Visual K. Today, we have Sam Burkett with us. Yeah, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Sam has been in Visual K for almost nine years now and has since honed her style into a look that works well for her. Before we get too deep into that, though, we have some updates from subjects we covered in the last episode. In the last episode, we covered the topic about all of these J Fashion magazines going mm-hmm. out of print, but we do have an update on that. So, new print magazine based in Harajuku titled FANATIC in all caps, um, <laughs> that's very important, uh, hit the streets this month. The four creators, Rinza, Fuki, Haruka, and Mei, are students of Bunka, the most famous fashion school in Japan. Here's an excerpt from the Tokyo Fashion article. Fanatic Magazine was intended from the start to be a print magazine, something that the producers believe is still needed even in the increase of digital media in the world. For now, they plan to publish several issues of Fanatic a year. The frequency will increase if the magazine becomes more well-known. Initial release distribution of Fanatic is through vintage shops, cafes, and brand boutiques in neighborhoods popular with Tokyo's young and fashionable, including Harajuku and Shimo Kitazawa. Awesome. So, like, everyone who was freaking out about print magazines, don't worry. They're still here. It's just probably going to, it's going to be in less abundance. Yeah, and there probably will still be kids that are, like, going to do zines, going to to just make their own publications, and we're going to support that, right? So that they can become Uh established. (laughs) Nudge, nudge, empty your pockets. (laughs) Yeah. Um, The next news article that we were talking about before was the Shibajuku dolls. I think I mentioned before that they were having a, a design contest, and I was looking forward to seeing who won, whose design won for their new doll. And the contest had has concluded with a bunny theme outfit as the winner. I guess it looks kind of like the bunny overall sort of deal where the um, where the straps of the overalls are bunny ears and it kind of goes into like some shorts or something like that. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> what were you hoping for? I was hoping for a more like more pastel goth. I saw one of the submitted designs and and they looked more like, I don't know, I was just like, oh, pastel goth, that would be like a nice thing to add since they had more of a a pastel set to most of the doll's clothing. I was kind of just looking more forward to that. Yeah, I get that. More like variety. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to do a quick shout out to one of our followers on SoundCloud. Shannon Dorner says in our comments section of the first episode that she loves the Shibajuku dolls, but she wishes that the dolls were smaller, cheaper, and a higher quality of creation. She says that they look a bit cheap to her, and she would have loved to have seen them as a kid, and she's happy that the creator has been inspired by Harajuku fashion. And also, she would love <laughs> to see African-American uh, dolls and to see dolls of other ethnicities. So, shout out to Shannon for being Woo, an awesome Shannon. listener and telling us your opinions. Guys, we are more than welcome to, like, yeah 
it, we're interested in knowing what you want to say. So oh, it was really awesome to get like all the feedback, even with like I think Fatty Chan was saying, "Hey, Omocat has actually been an Asin for a few years. I remember being a wee baby in high school, pawing at their demon boy sweater, and I'm just like, oh wow, they've been there the whole time, and I had not noticed them. So that's really mm-hmm. awesome. Like speaking, <laughs> feedback. Speaking of Omocat, I may have mentioned last episode that I ordered their pretty boy sweater. If not, I ordered their pretty boy sweater and I got got it it. and it's the (laughs) best thing ever I love it so much so I know that demon boy feel and I know the pretty boy feel it is so all right, and the next thing that we talked about, Kamila went to the Chicago J Fashion Swap Meet on behalf of Kauai International. Can you tell us how that went? I'm super excited to know how it went because I wasn't <laughs> there. Oh, man, that was just like, wow. That was like a lot, like doing the reporting and also hosting the event. The previous host of the event had a family emergency, and I just want to like say like, Thank you, Annie Zappa, for putting together the event. The success of the the event wouldn't have been without you setting it up in the first place. I know that this emergency like happened like right the week before, but me just getting the new spot for it was kind of just like just holding just holding on the strings to everything that mm-hmm. that you kind of built up for the whole like month or two that you were promoting the event. So thank you for doing all of that for us. As far as uh, how the event went, I'll a lot of people showed up. I think about at least 30 people showed up. The event space was beautiful. It had a great natural lighting inside and a lot of space. A lot of people got some new things they were really excited about. And a lot of people just talking. There were beginners there. There were there were still a lot of people in Lolita, even though it was like open to a lot of different J fashions. But I did see someone in like... I guess I would say like Himegairu or um, something that just reminded me of a gal style. And then there were some people in a goth sort of style. And yeah, so there were just still like different people and Decora people. So that was pretty cool. I really couldn't even like enjoy the event as far as like being a participant in like swaps and stuff because I was too busy like trying to like interview people and do things like that. So that was like, I'm looking forward to maybe like, I don't know, doing another event or something where um, I could be more of a participant instead of like the host slash interviewer of everyone there. Yeah, so, that's a lot to take on, especially yeah, last minute. Right, right. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, what Kauai International makes of all the footage that I sent them. And yeah, so I, I should be hearing back soon. They, they give their regards out to Annie and her situation. They seemed just very grateful for um, us, like, doing this, even though a lot of, like, tragic things are trying to stop us. Yeah, <laughs> totally get that. So next segment, we are going to do our Kauai Apparel Spotlight. So ACDC Rag has a new shirt called Red Cross T-shirt. It looks so cool. I am not a punk kind of person. Like, if anything, on my downtime, I do grunge. But this is making me want to do, like, a punk style. Yeah, I know. Like, I I just love the way it has, like, the X going across with all the safety pins. It's interesting. It's new. I haven't seen anything like this. Yeah, I haven't seen anything like it. And then it just has this, like really like hardcore skull in there with like blood writing saying oh man it's just a cool graphic yeah it's a very cool graphic we should have it in an album for this episode on facebook if you want to see it it's it's 
it's beautiful and eye-catching. The next spotlight we have is new Now Perch releases. Hordes of clothes. Oh my gosh, there's so many. So many clothes, and it is ridiculous. My favorite item that I picked out for this uh, spotlight was their clear pacifier necklace. Yes, it's so cute. Uh, I've always been super into like the binkies and pacifiers and safety pins. It's like a cool combo of like punk and baby style. <laughs> if, that baby makes, style. if that makes sense. Like, oh safety gosh. pins have always been iconic in, like, punk and grunge culture. But then we have these pink baby safety pins. Yeah, They're really that's... safe. They're, like, really safe. It's, <laughs> it's a combo of my two favorite things. <laughs> that's a great segue. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Metamorphose is releasing a new dress. Aha! Oh, Daydreaming Goldfish. And it's so amazingly interesting and new. Looking at the Daydreaming Goldfish, what I've seen that is so different is that they have these kind of flower petal um, pleats in the bottom of the dress and I really feel like it looks like an upside down rose. I know the motif is like about there being like goldfishes and things like that but it just really looks like a flower is opening up Mm -hmm. for your legs to come through so it's just it's beautiful in that way. And it comes in several colors and they have a bunch of different accessories for it. The main colors um, one is red, white, and gold. Another is purple, black, and white, and gold, I believe. There's yeah, some they, gold they've in got there. some gold elements. Yeah, and then red, white, and blue, and gold. And they're releasing socks and capes and cuffs. Wrists. Yeah. Oh, oh, those are hairpins, it looks like. Oh, hair combs. Okay. Um, and blouses to go with it. So you can get all of your goldfish needs from this yeah. one print. You don't see a whole lot of animal prints like this in Lolita. Right. It's typically sticking with like teddy bears, cats, puppies, but something that's this is a sea creature that's right. not it's and, not a jellyfish. And it's very like <laughs> very traditional Japanese artwork. Yeah. It's uh, it does look very traditional. New dolls kill bags are super cute and decorable. Dolls kill is kind of a love and hate sort of situation there. <laughs> if you can if you can find this item not on dolls kill, be free to do that. But uh, we saw it here: the sugar high crossbody bag and the slurp crossbody bag. The sugar high is like a little cute ice cream cone, super adorable, and the slurp is this giant icy purse that I saw it and like it's all rainbows and I'm like oh my god this is Decora I we need to talk about this <laughs> it's so cute my one problem like Dolls Kill has if you can fit into Dolls Kill good for you like more power to right. you but as a plus size person, I can't find anything. And that's why I get so frustrated. Yeah. They also run on that, like, I don't know, there's a scarcity model to it where it's just like, yeah. it's on sale. That's all they want left. And then I'll buy it. And then it'll be like, oh, they restocked it, like, at some point. And I'm just like, well, you made it seem like there was going to be never, ever again. Yeah. And <laughs> it's not my size. So. Yeah. <laughs> Honey Salon, um, new tool lace dress. Uh, if y'all don't know, Honey Salon is a Larme K brand. They have three, they have a new dress that came out in three super cute different colors. We have a bunch of pictures up here. You know, and if you want to tell us how to say Larme K, like is it Larm K, is it Larme, is it Larme? Please like, do. I don't want to keep spread me- that information <laughs> to us. I don't want to keep messing it up. <laughs> just slip it in a piece of paper, pass it, like. Yeah, it comes <laughs> We won't in- be offended. <laughs> <laughs> it comes in three super cute colors. There's uh 
a beige, a blush pink, and a black. Super, super elegant and classy. I would wear this to, like, a play. It's so yeah. cute. I think uh, Alarming K would be a really nice classic way to um like to transition into if you're wearing fairy k most of the time for casual events and then you have to go to like a wedding or something and then you're just like all right time to switch into limey k like i think that's a really you might still have some shoes or something that go with that yeah you can you can put that fairy k element in your alarm i don't think it's a big deal yeah next up listen flavor has released a new crescent moon bat flared sailor dress on uh, Mm. tokyo otaku mode comes in two colors black and pink i love Mm. the the sailor collar on the back has crosses and a cute scalloped edge so it looks like bat wings oh yeah and it says the dark side of the moon in gothic black text it's really oh it comes in white too didn't even notice that it has a little bit of a it's a lab it's a like a lavender so it's like but it's really really light really pale lavender okay has a bit of a tulle underside on the bottom of a skirt. Uh, That's a nice, really nice detail. Yeah, it's really doable if you do, like, a pastel goth kind of thing. If you want to do... With that, can you do, like, dark fairy K? Is that a thing? (laughs) Or is that just going into pastel goth? I feel like people are, like, calling it, like, dark decora or, like... I hear, like, different names... For it. I haven't seen too many people do it. I've, I've seen like it happen before. But yeah, if I always have people asking me like, oh, is there like a dark decor? I'm just like, if you don't see it, do it. If enough of you do it and like post pictures of it and talk about it, other people are going to join in because there's an obvious interest to just wear whatever colors you'd like. I, I don't think there's like a limit in decor where it where it has to be rainbow. There are several people who do decor cords that are just one color, just all red. Go ahead and do it. Yeah. It's like, if you can amass that much red, I, I don't even know how you That's manage. perfect. It actually yeah. looks really good. I, yeah. I did like a mint cord. I, I don't think it was really uh, decora. I guess it was just like maybe Fairy K or something. And that's still one of the most liked pictures on my Tumblr page. I just picked one color and went with it. Mm-hmm. So I, I love doing that. So that clears it up for the new Kawaii Apparel Spotlight. Next up, we're going to move on to our local topics and events. So we're going to start with the first official U.S. QPOT event happening May 7th in San Francisco. The event is like $40 a ticket. They extended the time for you to uh, get tickets, so you could probably still get tickets for this event, maybe. It's going to be a meet-and-greet with QPOT designer Tadaki Wakamatsu. There's going to be a dress-up premiere and pre-order options for QPOT. There's going to be item coordinate sessions, special store display. There's going to be food if y'all, like, need some food. I I mean, with everything going on, they're going to need sustenance to continue. Oh, dear gosh, yes. And then you're going to be creating a ribbon rosette during a workshop during the event so it's so cute yeah so this event seems like a whole day of activity yeah it's very (laughs) hands-on next up there is going to be a j fashion mega meet on july 22nd in maryland this is the first mega meet for the east coast j fashion community and it will have vendors snacks a swap meet area and so much more Tickets are already on sale, and they will be $12 until June 17th. Then they're probably going to go up a little bit. Look out for that. Yeah, I really wish I could go. I was looking up train tickets and everything yeah. like that. I'm just like, wait, I'm, like, doing too many conventions. Why am I, I can't stress myself out to, like, go to this event. But, man, I really want to go. I Hopefully they um, do this again. Oh, and the next event is Chateau de Kauai. 
<laughs> I don't know if I've said that really good. No, you're, I think you're good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, awesome. It's going to be May 14th in Maryland as well. Chateau de Kauai will become DC's first charity Kauai fashion show. This event will bring alternative fashion designers and artists of all mediums together to enhance DC's Kauai culture for a good cause. In support of the fight and human trafficking, proceeds will be donated to Courtney's House, an organization that helps underage victims of sex trafficking escape and build new lives. That and, is serious. Yeah, and this is like super important to me personally. I was a part of a human trafficking rights organization in my hometown in California. Mm. So seeing a J fashion community that's really working towards that, it's extremely touching and it makes me feel that this community isn't just about the fashion. It's about people as well. That's super important. Right, right. We, we are people. There's people under here. Mm-hmm. All right. And then we have a new Kauai community forming stateside. I wanted to talk about the Kauai Society. Is It's an organization that aims to share Japanese pop cultures worldwide. We are passionate visual artists, fashionistas, gamers, otaku entrepreneurs, bloggers, musicians, and so much more. Join them in discussion, collaboration events, and celebration of all things Kauai. They have already had two big events this year in New York City featuring a maid cafe, local music idols, and J-fashion vendors. Bianca, the creator, is also the founder of her own fashion and accessories brand, Miss Candy Holic, also inspired by Kauai culture. I've heard of her. I know I've seen her yeah, stuff Yeah, yeah. I've definitely seen her stuff on different uh, Fairy K communities online. I was invited to the group and I was just like, oh, this is a great idea. And just I've been watching them grow and I'm really looking forward to what they do in the future. With the support of her impeccable team, she hopes to make the Kauai Society a global movement. You can visit their website to learn more about being involved. And we're going to put that down in the description below. So we really wanted to talk about this episode, why J Fashion is important from community outreach like what Chateau de yes, Kauai like Chateau de Kauai is doing and from personal influences this is from personal experiences and things I've seen lately personally like I, I put up a picture of my outfit that I wore to do uh, to go to the J Fashion swap meet in Chicago and I put it up on Instagram and someone commented saying that oh like you can't wear decora you look like a black ogre trying to pose as a wannabe Japanese decora doll and there was all sorts of stuff wrong with this person's comment and Ugh. I wasn't really, oh. like, offended by it, but mostly, like, shocked. Like, I'm just like, oh, wow. Like, wow, why would you, like, where are you coming from, you know? And um, the person blocked me, so I couldn't even, like, see their account for a while. I had to try and get someone else to try and, like, hey, what's going on? Apparently, this person wasn't involved in the fat J fashion community, but, like always, it's kind of like if, if the image that's promoted is not, like, what you look like, then people are going to have this idea in their head that, oh, only Japanese girls can wear this, 
you know, only people with pale skin can wear this and participate in this fashion. And so I thought that was really like, it was just, wow, just graphic hate towards someone who's just like wearing clothes um, where there isn't there isn't that rule about it. Where, where is this stated? It's not really there. Mm-hmm. And then I also ran across a, a post on uh, Rage On. They're like a clothing company. They sell like some Lisa Frank all over prints, which is pretty cool. So I started following their page and they reblogged a picture of Tabby, which is a very well-known um, Western Decora J fashion yeah. uh, personality. Yeah, yeah. He's very popular on Instagram. I follow their page and everything. I saw him and I got really excited. I was like, oh, wow, like Ray John, like just like reblogged one of their pictures and he's really cool and I know this person. And so I went and looked at the comments because for some reason I thought that Ray, it's going to be positive. It's going to be positive. And like in Ray John clientele are maybe open to a lot of different styles of like clothing and everything. I'm going to mention that Tabby is wearing one of the Lisa Frank overprints as his shirt. So that's why they reblogged it. But they didn't really they didn't say that they were reblogging from Tabby's site or like yeah, even credit so, him. So that already like wrong step there. Yeah. But um, but yeah, so I decided to go and look at the comments because I wanted to go and maybe like someone's positive comment or leave a comment of my own like praising Tabby I just saw a whole lot of comments just judging Tabby trying you look like a big kid and like who got out of a craft school it's just like yeah are you serious or saying like oh this person looks like they're a feminist and it's or they so were so disgusting yeah but there were just someone's referred to Tabby as she and then the next comment was like oh it looks like they might not even, like, they, they look like they're one of those days, you know, like they, they don't identify as anything just or in a, something. in a very insulting way. Yeah. It wasn't in, like, an informing way. It was just in, a, like, a very, Saving. like, oh, look at these sensitive little snowflakes. And it just got so political. And it's just someone who is wearing clothes with colored hair. Why does this have to become, like, you're a feminist, you must be this, and you believe that, and just, like, so much hate by just, like, wearing colorful clothing. What did that have anything to do with with what Tabby's wearing? But then it occurred to me that even though we're not wearing something that's, like, punk, where it's about being a rebel and politically charged and, you know, being a rebel against the establishment and government and stuff, just... Being yourself these days is already a, an affront to the status quo. Like it's it's just a strong protest against against gender, against what your race is supposed to look like or dress like, against cultural standards that have been set for people. It's something that has like really developed over the past uh, decade or so where I I feel that with like punk or grunge subculture, it's mm-hmm. very like, oh, these people are scary. Watch out for them. So no one really messes with them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But when it's someone who does like something that's pretty or frilly, it, the people think that we're just going to sit and take it. Right. And it's like just because someone looks like a submissive personality doesn't mean that you have the right to take advantage of them because who knows? They might clock you in the face. Right. <laughs> exactly. You don't know who this person is. Yeah, I just feel like it's just so important that we wear these fashions. Like you have to be strong to wear J fashion and you have to be strong in order to be yourself. Just today I went to 
my school's cafeteria and I was greeted by the man who always takes my card and swipes my meal card. And I'm, I'm dressed in J fashion. Mm-hmm. He says, you're one of the only people here who I always look forward to seeing because you always dress as you want people to see you and you always dress mm-hmm. to make you happy. And I'm always so excited to see how you are that day. So just dressing like this can inspire people, not even to dress the way that we dress, but to dress the way that they want to dress and be who they want to be. Being yourself takes a lot of courage and a lot of bravery, and it does a lot for other people as well. Do it for yourself. Do it for other people in the community. Do it for other people outside of the community. Mm -hmm. And if problems happen, if people who are ignorant or who are just jerks do the same as they did to Tabby to you, lean on people in the community. Definitely reach out and talk to them because there are several people in J fashion communities who have experienced that. It's nothing new. So being able to talk to people and understand that you're not alone in this and being able to have that support is so important. Right, right. And just to think about that, like, you know, if you're thinking about getting out of the community because you feel like, oh, I, I... I feel like um, I'm being misjudged by people outside of it or even within it. Like, just just know, like, you're representing all the people who, who can't um, dress like you for, for one reason or another. And you having the personality you have uh, with the clothing that you wear, like, yeah, you're just representing something bigger than yourself. So that's my little spiel. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to throw it over to Sam. So, Sam, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Good. Well. <laughs> oh, you look so great today. Thank I love you. your makeup. Yes, I totally. <laughs> Amazing. I love your earrings. Thank Those you. are so cool. <laughs> so, first question How has your participation in the Visual K community changed over time? When I first got into, you know, VK in the first place, there really wasn't that much of a community to be had. Oh, okay. It was, like, super low-key, you know, everybody, there wasn't, like, a scene to be part of, so mm. people kind of kept to themselves, you know, you occasionally talk to a person here and there, and they're like, Is there oh. still, like, MySpace going when you're, is that <laughs> Yes, that was there. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> that was the thing, there was MySpace, tagged, AIM, all that stuff. Okay, like, so, right. so if you were going to, like, try to reach out to some exactly. other people, where you could do it exactly and it wasn't like we could be like you know make a facebook group or anything about it it was kind of mm-hmm. like oh my god you like vk awesome let's listen to music together and then we mm. would like you know exchange pictures and things like that but as time kind of went by you know facebook came you know the groups came people started mm-hmm. coming together from all over the world oh. and started building communities together so at that point i felt like i needed to kind of put my stake in it so oh. I, that's when I started making a blog. That's when I started kind of like ma- taking pictures of my looks and trying to get some sort of visual of myself out there because I felt like, you know, I'm a hermit crab. <laughs> <laughs> so because I'm a hermit crab, you know, occasionally my friends have to be like, get out there, girl. You can do this. You got this. And I'm just like, all right, cool, you know. And then, you know, once I get that little boost of confidence, then boom, I just decided to do it. And I decided nice. to go out there and investigate. Yes, <laughs> I, I find that with a lot of like J fashion community, it has to be something that like you actively search out yeah. oh yeah totally mm-hmm. yeah totally. especially with like smaller fashions like vk or um oshade k uh yeah. larm is it pronounced larmy larmy k yeah i think it's larmy i i say larmy <laughs> 
Yeah. That's the, the those... Kamila way. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you make it work. <laughs> or cult party K. Oh, like yeah. That thing, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, how about now? How do you express yourself now? Do you do the same things? Are you a part of any Facebook communities? Yeah, like, how, like how do you view it now? So, like, I don't want to sound like an ultimate hipster. <laughs> like that or anything, you know. But, like, I tend to, like, keep to myself, like, you mm-hmm. know, normally. Because mm-hmm. when I do try to join groups and things like that, it's not really that easy because mm-hmm. especially, like, being a PLC, like, yeah. they don't really view me as somebody that can be seen as that way. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I just, you know, say whatever to it and just, you know, yeah. go by my way. Because I did do, like, a, a contest here and there a couple of times. They were like, oh, let's do VK, visual, whatever contest, and let's see who gets oh. the most likes and the most views and the most yeah, this, that, that's the Yeah, that's the part and where like, being Ugh. a person of color can be like, because yep. sometimes you can be overlooked or ignored yep. unless you're just, like, doing something that's, like, totally different, different. or out yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. And it's already, like, a very, I'm not even going to say a small box to fit in, but it's a very mm-hmm. specific box to fit into and if you don't fit that box you're not necessarily going to be successful in Mm. what other people view you as being successful in you know what I mean like we're not going to see you as completely achieving the look just because you have some braids in your head right you know what I mean like so it's kind of like you know you do what you do you do the best you can but what I typically do is in order to kind of like keep in touch with people I just stay more on the music aspect of it rather than Uh, the actual look of it so I don't really put like my face too much on the front of it, mm-hmm. I'll just mostly put the music out there. These are my opinions. This is what I, you know, view these artists as. And mm-hmm. This is what I think mm-hmm. of this artist and things like that. Unless it's like my blog where like it's personal, then of course I'll you know put my own image and stuff like that. But yeah, because that's, right. that's music, you, right, 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 right. But if we're talking music, then it's like you don't need to know what I look like, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. It's all about the music. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's where like it all started. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you have to be into J Rock to dress in Visual K, or are the two separate? Personally, mm-hmm. <laughs> I believe you can't really have one without the other. Mm. You know, when I first got into VK, J-Rock, anything that related to rock and roll and Japanese anything in the same faction, those two things kind of played together. I liked the music, and then I also liked the visual, and it made me want to be a part of it in some mm. shape or form. You know right, I mean? right. Same yeah. thing like metalheads. You know, metalheads, mm-hmm. they love their guitarists. They love their bass guitars, their lead singers, their drummers. They want to look like those people, so they grow right. their hair out. Yeah. They, you know, okay. they headbang to the music, so they feel like they're a part of yeah, movement. it's a part of the admiration <clears throat> of the bands, you exactly, know. Exactly, and I feel like, personally, I feel like you cannot have one without the other because then you're kind of missing a huge chunk. Right. You know what I mean? If you're not getting that feeling that comes with it, kind of like emo kids. Everybody kind of made fun of emo kids, but emo kids had a look because that's what they felt. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, that's, that's, that's true. They had the swoop over, you know, bang, because I was emo kids, so I can say this. <laughs> <laughs> They had the swoop over bang and the colorful hair and things like that because it was what their artist was portraying and they were mm. feeling the lyrics. They were feeling that music. They were feeling right. that passion. So they needed to portray that. You That's know, interesting. It. Like seeing the fashion as an expression of a feeling, you know, rather than just the look of it. Mm-hmm. It's like the feeling of it. That's oh, very yeah. interesting. Totally. Yeah. Totally. That's why it's like it's called a subculture. Like if you, if you don't have the music, there's a huge part of the culture that you're missing. Exactly. Now you just mm-hmm. got the sub. <laughs> Right. Subbing it then at that yeah, point. It's yeah, like, what, yeah. you know, like, like you're just 
substitute like you're something. different yeah right. but you mm-hmm. don't have the culture aspect in exactly. what you're doing yeah exactly. i think that that shows in in how long you'll be able to stick in the fashion and and everything if you're yes. a part of the other parts of the culture yes. if you're not really passionate about everything else it might just be a phase for you yeah yeah and that leads us into uh the next question mm-hmm. what are your favorite visual k bands man there's so many <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could see my face right now. <laughs> like, there's some viewers. I was like, huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I love the classics. You know what I mean? Like, I've always mm-hmm. loved the classics. Same things with, like, my American rock and metal bands that I like. Mm-hmm. So, I like the Malice Miser. I like the Gazettes. I love Duran Gray was, has oh, been yeah, my Durin first Gray. and will always forever be. And Kyo will forever be. <laughs> <laughs> Top of my list. Um, and Cafe, Adam She, a couple of newer ones, or one of the newer ones that I listen to would be Nocturnal, Bloodlust. Oh, Lynch, Bucktick. But yeah, those are a couple of them that, you know, I listen to consistently. On that subject, can you kind of describe what VK music sounds like? If it's a combination of things mm-hmm. or like what yeah. it consists like of? Like how is it different from like American metal that's like out now and stuff? Like mm-hmm. how would you compare that, I guess? What I would say is, so kind of starting from the beginning of like VK, VK was the crazy stepchild of Japan's version of hair bands, like glam rock bands. Mm -hmm. Because you know how big it was in America, Mm -hmm. and then Japan kind of got a little bit later. You know, they always get a little bit later than (laughs) us, you know. And then from that point on, VK kind of emerged from that little bit because it was about the aesthetic. Mm -hmm. It was about the performance. It was always about the visuals, always, you know. So they took it all to the next level. Oh, they took it to the whole next level. But they did it in their own way where it, it wasn't just about, like, rock Japan rock or Japanese versions of rock it was like Mm. let me create a new tone so Uh. they incorporated a lot of like uh, Japanese pop which with their vibratos especially in their vocals Mm -hmm. that was a Mm -hmm. big thing if you listen to Teen Revolution He's big on his vibratos. He's always, you know, uh, like wiggling his voice. You know what I mean? Oh, nice. Same thing with Kyo. Kyo likes to wiggle his voice a little bit, but then he likes to draw it out. You know what uh, I mean? Okay. So they're they're what I've always taken their tones to be is well, in the beginning it was it was borderline punk. Then it kind of slowly went into metal, almost like mm-hmm. a little bit of touch of metal with their more melodic tones and more. Right. But then they're incorporating the visuals, so that they kind of just morphed it into one baby of theirs. Oh, cool. Yeah. You know, morphed it. That's awesome. So. Why did you connect with Visual K out of all the other fashion styles? Well, I was already kind of into, like, rock in general, like, from the get-go. Like, so I was already into, like, dark scenes. Yeah, dark. dark stuff and dark themes and stuff like that. Like, I've never been, I mean, I like cute things. Like, Mm -hmm. I love cute things, secretly. But you'll never see me wearing, like, all pink or anything like that. You know what I mean? Because it's just not what I feel on my, you know. On on your inside. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, being already into rock music, and most of that is actually from my dad. We used to sit there and listen to Iron Maiden and Lincoln when we were heading <laughs> oh. to the grocery store or whatever. Yeah, you know? so that's just like a part of your life. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Grew up yeah. with that. Exactly. And then also being into like anime and reading manga and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then eventually I just found out that VK existed. That's what kind of drew me into it, actually. <laughs> so the knowledge that I have about VK is that it has a very androgynous look to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, how has that androgyny influenced? your everyday style it has influenced it quite a bit again i take it back to my dad even Mm. when i was going to church when i was a christian things like that i used to dress up in suits because i i wanted to look like my dad you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so i've always been somebody that was like 
into having that androgynous look or that in between. Mm-hmm. So I've always been a big fan of that. So to have it, you know, again, that's another aspect of VK that just kind of just drew me to yeah, it. Yeah, that attracted you know, to it. Yeah, you can't tell if this man is a woman. You can't tell if this woman is a man. Like it's like yeah. it, everybody's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. They right, just show right. up and yeah. they just bang. It's like <laughs> unisex beauty. Yeah, exactly. that's something that always like attracted me. And oh, it was so frustrating, especially being a trans person. There was an episode of Bones, the art. Yes. The anth- and they you gave her a hug to try to figure yes, out if she was, was a woman. Bullshit. Yes. Uh-huh. That was okay. so messed up. So, that so, was so messed up. If any of you guys don't know what we're talking about, there's an episode of Bones, and Bones is a. Um, detective kind of? Yeah, show? a yeah. detective police slash. Um, yeah anthropological show Mm -hmm. and there was an episode where they bring in three Japanese team members and one of them happens to dress in VK style Mm -hmm. and they were very genderless um, like going into a combo of genderless K. They kind of dressed in a combo of genderless K VK style Mm -hmm. and their entire character arc was is this a boy or a girl? Is this a boy or a girl? And it was so frustrating and like people try to justify it being like well at least like they're shedding some light to it it's like no yeah like this person is more than their gender they're more than their sex and like at the end it ended with one of the cast members yeah one of the cast members like going up to them and hugging them to see if they would get a heart on or if they had a chest yeah or if they had a chest or something right exactly oh wow yeah and it was just so disgusting and like as a trans person i was like this makes me feel like all about my genitals and like it's so gross it was absolutely disgusting and plus they got terminology wrong Mm -hmm. they uh the psychologist of the team was like they're into K, which means genderless fashion. I'm like, like no, no, that's not oh, that. No, means. no, yeah. K just means fashion. fashion. Right. It can literally be, be any type style. of fashion. Yeah. Yeah. It's literally oh, no. just saying fashion, and now you're like contributing genderless K into oh, it when this right. person is dressing in visual K. Exactly. Uh, oh, it was I hate when that happens. When when Westerners like try to incorporate a and show yeah. house, it, it's not like fashion related, but they had some guy that was on there that was asexual, and like the house guy was just like, that's impossible. Dogging him out the whole time. Yeah, dogging yeah. him out the whole time. And then, like, and then, like, the whole diagnosis was about, like, oh, well, maybe he's not asexual. And then he ended up proving them wrong that he they made him sexual again. And I'm just like, that's so disgusting. Our our Western culture culture is so into like disproving other people. And it's like, why can't we just let people be happy? Yeah, yeah. You know, that's 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 just how it how it pretty much goes. And at that point, you just can't do anything but just close your eyes clench and hope that it passes like a bad <laughs> bowel movement right, right. <laughs> are there are there any visual k basics that most people have like petticoats are to lolitas um brows are a big thing mm. brows i can see like that huge. yeah huge if you don't bleach them, you gotta cut them. If you don't cut them, you gotta do something to them. Like, you, know, <laughs> you gotta like trim up. You know what? Most of it is about the face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because there's so many subgenres to the subgenre of visual K, mm-hmm. you know, you know, uh, what was that? Uh, Kudofuku K, you got Oshade K, you got. 
uh, Nagoya K. You've got so many different subgenres to visual K. The clothes, honestly, can be like a hit or miss. Mm-hmm. It's all up to the eye of the beholder. But brows and hair are the big things. Yeah, like, that makes sense. You know what I mean? You don't necessarily have to color your hair a certain way, but I like to call it the mullet. You got to not call it the mullet, but it's got to yeah, be like a mullet. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You got to spike a mullet, you know? Yeah, that's, yeah. That's what I had for true. like a majority of the time. Like I, I had like a blonde at the top. It was black at the bottom. It was super long and it was like short and I would spike it and I would like do all kinds mm. of stuff to it. And so hair and brows to me are like the biggest things because if you don't do them just right, you might end up looking like you might just cross over from like VK to like Yaru real mm-hmm. quick. Like, oh. Real quick. Like real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. Because does have like the big hair and stuff. Yes. But it's like the the cut of the, the mullet hair exactly. that really like <laughs> separates you. Right. Like, you could do a Sujimori but not too much Sujimori because you then it just borderlines like you just turn into like an EK man at that point. You're just like so many things that are going on. You know, it's like what do yeah. you do to your head? Like, yeah, but hair and brows are like my biggest thing mm-hmm. about it. Like eye makeup, you can pretty much do whatever. You can just draw a squiggle in your face <laughs> because then, then you fill it in with some color and I'll be like, oh my god, it's so innovative. Um, <laughs> and then like hair color, you can do whatever hair color you want to do. Clothes, as long as it has like a certain like rock edge to it or just the edge to it mm-hmm. in general, then you can pretty much pass. I mean, I'm just wearing what a, a V-neck shirt, some jeans, and a yeah a thing that casual I visual case. exactly. <laughs> you know, and a head wrap. You know, yeah. it's just a matter of having references to kind of like base your look off of but then making it your own yeah you know yeah, and i'm sure that. that's everybody that's always mm-hmm. and everybody has that you know aspect of it that's cool uh i've always thought eyebrows are super interesting to me i love mm-hmm. like talking about eyebrows i love mm-hmm. doing other people's eyebrows i love doing my eyebrows they are so important mm-hmm. and i think it's so interesting like going back to how like eyebrow fashion has evolved i believe it was now don't quote me on this not entirely sure. Well, I'm going to quote you right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hold on. <laughs> I hate it. Um, <laughs> he said it, not me. <laughs> there was, uh, I believe, an Eastern European Renaissance era time where like having a unibrow was very fashionable. Mm-hmm. And yeah. especially in Japan, the, the look of eyebrows changed over time in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. And seeing how it's now like coming back, people are like, oh, like, I saw this um, parchment that had a Japanese woman with, like, really, really small eyebrows, but mm-hmm. they're really cute. I oh. want to do that now. Mm-hmm. People are pulling from the past, and I think it's so interesting oh, how cool. eyebrows are making a renaissance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we're all we're going away from, like, my sister likes to call it the the mom sperm eyebrows. Yes, I was going uh, to say that, like, the sperm eyebrows. Yeah, it's <laughs> so gross. I, I used to, to have that. those, and I didn't know what eyebrows, oh. like, were doing. Yeah. But, you know... And we're gone from that now. We're never going to go back. <laughs> now we have feather eyebrows. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or the caterpillars. Cool. Mm. Sometimes people do the caterpillars. <laughs> yeah. Like, and it's all, like, varying in the shape of your face. Like, you mm-hmm. have, like, the super cut, mm-hmm. or you have people doing straighter stuff, mm-hmm. or you yeah. have, like, shave them off all together and do yeah. like, entirely new things. I did for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Like, I shaved them completely off. Like, I went to work like that because I just didn't care. And I wish they would have said something. Like, I dare you to say something. Like, I come up here ready to work. Don't worry about my eyebrows, you know. But if you go through my Instagram, you you'll see. <laughs> you will see. Oh, 
So I know that you you have this little like side workshop deal that you do. Could you yes. uh, describe that? Yes, yes, I do. I actually occasionally mm-hmm. I do uh, cosplay workshops for like kids, pretty much from about thirteen, and I'll go to their house. I'll bring supplies, or if they want to, you know, cool. get their own supplies so or whatever works fun. for them. I'm gonna have to ask um, my fiance about that. Yeah. <laughs> You pretty much you'll I'll have like the kid draw it out and then I'll I'll redraw it myself too. We'll break it down into simple shapes mm-hmm. and then I'll make the basic base parts of it so that they can mm-hmm. work on the like the flair of it mm-hmm. themselves, like oh. the eccentric parts or the accent, the accent, the accent part of it. <laughs> right, they right. can work on that themselves. I usually usually takes about maybe like a two to three sessions. I'll do like a session a week all the way up until it's done. Um, I'll bring my own tools and everything like that. So, you know, if you don't have the tools, I I cover it for them. We'll go through everything from drawing it out, planning it, putting the pieces together, cutting the pieces out, painting the pieces, coding the pieces, Mm. all the way up until where we can teach you how to fasten it to yourself. But yeah. That sounds really in depth. So I see you have um, a few piercings. Yes, I do. You know, they're (laughs) noticeable. Quite, quite noticeable. <laughs> and I just wanted to know, like, how do you, how have you been received by the parents' workout? Well, typically the parents already know me or know mm-hmm. of me. Because usually, well, most of the people that I've had so far mm-hmm. have been people within the company, the mm-hmm. company that I work for. Oh, okay. And so they already know me. They already know who I am, how what I do, how I do things, whatever. Mm-hmm. So they, like, they see me, they're just like whatever that's just Sam (laughs) but maybe like the dad or whatever he never seen me before he'll be like who is this crazy person (laughs) he's actually you know they look at me and then when I open my mouth it's different you know what I mean and I think it's the same same experience that I have with customers Mm -hmm. so customers will look at me and they'll be fascinated by what's going on in my mouth (laughs) that when I open my mouth and I start speaking they're like oh my god she sounds so nice she's so well spoken <laughs> wow, you know, surprising. <laughs> I think once I start talking and I, you know, like how we're talking now, like mm-hmm. when I start talking, I get comfortable, they get comfortable, everything's all good. Mm-hmm. They give right. me my money, we're right. good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And okay. that, I think that like comes with being in any type of subculture. Oh, it's totally. like you look different, people are going to think you're really different. Oh, totally. 100%, yeah, yeah. 100%. Like you're just like some alien from like another planet or something. Yeah. And they got to dissect you. And they got to stare at you. And just wonder, why do you do yeah. that to yourself? I, I think people tend to think like, oh, I walk in and then they're just like, oh, okay, so she's like 12. <laughs> so is she going to just start talking like, goo goo, gaga? And then they realize, oh, she talks like she's like 25. Right. How old are you? What right. is going on? <laughs> right. Exactly. So last question that we have for you mm-hmm. is what advice would you give to those people who want to get into visual, okay? Whether it's with the music that they listen to or like... Like where to start looking for clothing items. First thing I would say is don't be afraid. Do not be afraid. Let's start with that. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like that's 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 something that I had to deal with, trying to get over the nervousness of being different mm. from a scene that's already really different. Don't be afraid. Research. Research, research, research. If you're really trying to refine your look and, like, get it down packed, get all the pictures you can possibly find. Right. Get all the magazines you can can scrounge up from Mitsua. Whatever whatever two or three they got left in the back. Right, yeah. (laughs) With with how these these, uh, printed publications are dropping like flies. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) You better get it while you can. Put it on eBay, you know. Um, Do your research, of course. You know, save your pictures. Do whatever you got to do. Practice. 
don't get down on yourself. Don't and then uh, don't compare yourself to anybody else either. Don't yeah. do that. Don't do that to yourself. <laughs> you special. You individual. You can do whatever you want to do. Okay. You yeah. don't have to sit there and compare yourself to anybody. Take inspiration, but don't try to set yourself to be that person that you're looking at. Make it so that you love it and that you right. love doing it and it doesn't become a chore it becomes yeah. something that you that you honestly want to do you want to wake up in the morning you want to put it on you want right, to go to sleep yeah. at night you want to wear a night version of it you know what I mean you right. want to go out you want to find a go out version of it you know yeah, what I mean yeah yeah so I just, think sorry what you just yeah, said sure. like resonated with me so mm-hmm. much I had an extremely difficult night last night and hard morning and today getting out to come record was a little hard and I was like oh I gotta get dressed I have to like put on this whole outfit but I thought oh it's okay we'll just start with this shirt and we'll see how it goes mm-hmm. and like mm. five minutes later I already had an outfit picked out mm-hmm. like yeah. wait it was that easy mm-hmm. right like, right I can't believe like I just already did that and I was having such a hard day like just getting out of bed mm-hmm. but yeah. this fashion helped me like put on that layer that I needed to to have confidence to go outside and I think that's yeah it's so important that like people who do subculture fashion really really love it oh yeah and they find themselves in it yeah that just resonated with me so much sorry I'm getting emotional it's all right (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) wow yeah yeah just find the version that works for you I know a lot of people come up to me and they're just like oh I love to do decora but I want to do like a dark version of it I'm just like do it like just because it doesn't exist you know just Mm -hmm. make up your own your own version of it that works for you and then when you wear it you're gonna feel like your complete self and it's gonna help you like build that confidence to go out because you feel like I'm being myself right now like this is like fully me names can come later you can dissect it and figure out what it is exactly later just go ahead and do it yeah figure out what makes it so special to you right Mm -hmm. like you Mm -hmm. go out there you know I know I look good yeah and I let somebody else tell me otherwise (laughs) I wish I wish a well I wish a wishing well somebody would tell me otherwise you know what I mean (laughs) I got ready for an argument exactly (laughs) let me fight somebody today yeah people I'll go shopping for like fairy case stuff and people would be like that's something a kid would wear or no no Lolita stuff if I like look at a Lolita outfit I'm like oh my god I want that so badly right. like, you look like a child I'm like could a child really wear five different layers just on right. their body yeah. not including tights shoes headdresses yeah. wigs makeup yeah. this is not something a child would wear yeah. okay. John can't exactly. even afford this what are you talking about <laughs> right. Right. And they just released a new dress that's like two thousand dollars. Look, and you I'm like, what that was. That's why I chose the right genre because I ain't got no time for that money. To, I ain't got no time, no money for any of that. I'm sorry. Like, no, I still try to hop out over the hot topic right. or something. That's, right. that's why. That's why I do fairy It's easy. It's cheap. Right. This yeah. this shirt I got was like eight dollars at an uh, antique mall, and I, there's like one stain that I have covered up with the pin right here. Oh, nice. So like, no one can <laughs> so where can people follow you and like your blog about music and stuff like that oh so i do have a blog on blogspot it's called visual rose it's visual in rose. japanese so it's visual rose perfect but um i do have a blog i'm actually starting up a cosplay uh blog as well very soon it's gonna have a lot of it's gonna incorporate a lot of my tutorials I'm going to try to break down the steps of what I do to make 
whatever I make. Thing with the sewing. I'm also going to make a cosplay page on Facebook. Ooh. Now, when I'm doing it is another situation. <laughs> <laughs> because I am queen procrastinator. So. <laughs> I'll get to it eventually. But no, I'll probably get to it about probably tonight, actually. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, right? <laughs> we'll have all of those listed in the description below. So Perfect. you guys can go check that out and visit Sam's uh, pages and check her out. Follow her. Yeah. Please support our, I say this, I'm going to say this every episode <laughs> from here on out, support your local community. Yes. Please yeah. yes. support the people that we have on this podcast. It means so much to us. It means so much to them. So hit her up. Talk to her. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, thank you so much for coming out. It means sure. so much yes. to us that we have you here. It's totally. so cool to have someone uh, from the VK community come talk to us about yeah, it. Yeah, I don't think I've ever met someone from the VK community in person. Yeah. I hear that a lot. Yeah. You know, I'm actually, like, surprised, but then I'm not. Yeah, I don't think it's, like, something, like, people have, like, meetups to do. No. Like, you have right. the leader exactly. meetup, fairy cane right. meetup, the Cora meetup. You see him at a concert. That's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the concerts. Like the Miyabe concert that's, is coming up. Yeah. You know, during grade concert they have like once a year. Yeah, that's yeah. where yeah, that's where you meet in person. But that's like the nature of your culture. So that's exactly. Awesome. That's Which awesome. I am okay with. Yeah, I don't have no time. We're going to meet us. You know, yeah, where people are going to be. People going to judge. Right. You're like, oh, we're going to have an eyebrow. It's, it's too hot, all right? I, mean, I don't care about the judging part. It's the too hot part. It's too hot. the summer. And I ain't got time. <laughs> You're awesome. so great. You're a pleasure to have on the podcast. Thank yeah. You. Thank you, guys. So that wraps up this episode. So we have a bit of a final announcement. OK Podcast is very, very new. We understand that. However, I am originally from California, and I am going back home to California for mm-hmm. summer break. OK Podcast is not going away. Don't worry. Yeah. But we are not going to have monthly episodes. Yeah, it's- we're going to have, like, mini episodes um, that will either be audio or visual in nature uh, we're going to be going to a few different events you know se- like locally to where we live I-, I still live in so I'll still be able to go to like Harajuku fashion walks anime central anime midwest I'm also going to anime expo so yeah. <laughs> really yeah yes I'm gonna see you there <laughs> oh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm going there. There's gonna be plenty for us to draw from. There's gonna be lots of content still, don't worry. Full length episodes will resume once I come back for for school. And that'll probably be in September mm-hmm. when uh, we start recording again. So expect new episodes towards the middle mid-end of and the year. And we have plenty of guests that we've already written down yes. for those Yes, oh months. my god, we are so excited for this year. Yeah. Uh, being in L.A., I'm going to have access to Little Tokyo. I'm probably going to hit up Anime Expo for a day or so. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be all over, going to talk to people at Ficklewish, going to talk o- yep. to people at Japan L.A., and I am also going to Japan this summer, what? so I am hoping to talk and interview uh, shop workers at uh, J Fashion sh- shops there, yeah. like 6%. We're going to have plenty of content for you guys, so don't worry. We're still here. We're still going to keep you all updated. Yeah, and... 
Follow us on SoundCloud. Follow us on our Facebook page, OK Podcast. We post uh, articles like fashion news articles, things like that. If you want to follow me uh, in particular, you can follow my Heart Decora Facebook page. And then if you guys want to <laughs> keep in contact with me, my uh, J Fashion blog is fairykdad.tumblr.com. Oh, yeah, yeah, your Tumblr follows. Yeah. <laughs> um, no hyphens, no nothing, just fairykdad. And then if you want to follow my personal blog, it's princedorkface.tumblr.com. That's all we got for you today. Join us next time. Okay, podcast. Okay, podcast. Hey.